critical. No. No. Previously, last week, the heroes returned to Port Nianzaru, got into a little diplomatic community, and uh, got bailed out of it by Syndra, who had to smooth over a little bit of a kerfuffle with the trading of the, the breastplate that Teradis was like, oh no, I'm just going to make this worthless, and then he got caught, and he like went back after he got away, and then he got caught. So now, the heroes yeah. wait at the docks as Akiniafa completes the final preparation of their canoes so they can travel deeper into the continent of Omu. Does Graka does he, does he still have the leeches or is he good now? He doesn't need he, he doesn't No, he leeches. doesn't. He See? doesn't anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I so think it's picked up by the dwarf. Zerdos actually cast lesser restoration before he was absconded onto another journey. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And also we were waiting for you to go to the quest of the dinosaur, the treasure. Oh right, right, the dragon treasure map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I and we have a new guide. Yeah, since we're back, I guess Grok could lead them to those guys. Another S name. Sadira? Salida. Salida is currently Salida. off to the side watching some of the the packs, these different provisions. There's like a lot of different things that are getting tied down onto the canoes, and you're kind of just waiting for the last bits of these provisions to make their way onto the canoes, and then you're going to set out into the into the bay. Grok right. looks at the canoes worriedly. Grok, go back on water. Grok, no like water. What happened okay, last Baron time? Baron doesn't like water anymore. He prefer he prefer to go on. <laughs> he prefer what? to go uh, on on walk. You and Salida like pinches the bridge of her uh, the bridge of her brow. If you want to make any distance in Omu, you'll need to travel at least up the river Shoshin Star, the Tirik, by canoe at first. Unless you want to double the amount of time that you're traveling by wading through endless hordes of jungle and undead armies. But it's your decision if you'd like to trek it on foot. It's entirely possible. How? What What the hell happened to you guys on the water? Uh, we were attacked by a dragon turtle. You were For attacked? No reason. Grok's extended family have bad history with water. So... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Le- leaving your family aside, Grok, I kind of don't want to get into your personal business. You oh, you ran into the dragon Tadarameng. Did you pay his tribute? Yes, we did. Grok, and he's Grok. a fucking asshole. Grok remember throwing gambling money at Turtle. Well, this doesn't speak well of your group. Usually only attacks people who can't meet the amount of his tribute. So, are you all broke? A bunch of broke-ass bitches? Is that what I'm hearing? Grok, what Grok, what uh, is the amount? Grok, uh, Grok didn't pay taxes, so Grok's actually quite well off right now. <laughs> so, funny, Armang actually attacks. His tribute is determined by dice roll. It's 2d4, and I rolled a 3 and a 4. So it's 50 times 7, which was a 350 gold pieces. So it was a really fucking steep... Uh, it was a really steep amount of uh, tribute that you would have to throw over the edge. I think you guys ended up throwing like 40 gold over the side. That's 
top right like there. I, I, I like 100 gold pieces on my own. Is it kind of like kind of scripted then to kind of always sink the boat then, right? Because no, I mean, that's like right at the beginning of the story. Yeah, I don't think I want to go to the water after that incident. And I don't think Tarotis wants to go to the water after that incident. <laughs> Well, I don't believe that the uh, dragon turtle, from what I understand, they're very large. I don't think they'll fit in this river. Oh, well, it, it is a river, I don't think so, but I'm not going back to the ocean. I will say that. Oh, Croc don't know who you are. I am Dwar. I am the god of thunder. I am at your side and my abilities are at your disposal. Dwarf? Dwarf. Croc like this guy. <laughs> And I like your hammer. Not as good as mine, but still good hammer. Grok's oh, skeptical of your hammer. Grok's hammer has carried him <laughs> through many va- battles. Are you a cleric, uh, dwarf? Uh, I am the cleric of me. Thunder. I, I was saying that out of character, but okay. <laughs> Wait, so is like dwarf so full of himself that he got clerical powers just because he thought of himself as a god? Yes. That's crazy. 100% bro. Yeah. So, let's grok. You have big, big arms, don't you? Uh, did you say that again? I didn't quite, I didn't quite catch that. You say you're, you're a strong man, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you can handle to travel with that canoe? the river grok do see why not grok as long as friends grok friends by grok's side grok can conquer any mountain <laughs> all right uh i'm going to help you because i don't think the uh, i don't think the little man will have your height let's pick it up a door well um Just totally went over his head <laughs> what Anyway, that door will climb into the canoe. Oh, no, you gotta put more weight. Um, this might be a, it might be a while before we get back to Port Nianzaru. Um, we need to go to the river. We should probably, I should probably, I don't know. I know this might sound stupid, but maybe I should try to go get that map. You know, for the for the gold, the dragon. You know, just to have. You know, not like well, go right now, but we can we can wait for the canoe and go to the map at least. Well, uh, uh, whatever everybody wants to do. You know, I don't have to get the map right now. It's just it's... Well, what is we, the we map might... for? Grok, uh, Grok, meet meet two gentlemen. Gentlemen have map to. Great dragon horde, apparently. Oh. oh. And I believe we should go get that. That sounds good time. Grok, yeah. uh, Grok, oh, concur, yes. honest. Yes. Yes, I also have a few friends selling magic beans. Oh, Grok, Grok, understand. <laughs> Grok, understand that you are uh, skeptical of map. <laughs> Grok, <laughs> Grok, Grok trusts these guys with life. Grok, Grok blood brothers. Grok think brothers i mean i i bet on their dinosaur and and it lost but they're good people well i don't know like i said i'm sure those magic i know those magic beans always tend to be very tempting 
Grok, uh, Grok don't like your attitude. Grok, uh, How much are they asking? Grok, uh, Grok think you doubter. I think Grok, Grok think you hater. <laughs> <laughs> we hate Man, you. Man, just... They say, they say, map free. On condition that they tag along and we share the treasure. I mean, but Grok think that when time comes, we probably just get rid of them. So we take all treasure. Wow, for bl- and they were blood brothers, you say? Grok, Grok under, Grok, uh, uh, blood brothers to Grok, uh, uh kinda, uh, expendable. Wow. Are we expendable? Pretty, pretty expendable. <laughs> Grok. Your logic is confusing, but your heart is in the right place. Let's go. See, Grok, Grok, just, just, Grok want more gold for people in group, not, not strangers, blood brothers. That- not to say that we're really poor and uh, Grok, want to go to some things. Uh, Grok evade taxes, so he he's a little less than poor, but Grok understand what you say. Well, if we can find that treasure, well, he's going to be us. He's, yeah, he's going to be all for us. And also, we can we can persuade the dinosaur to get us a free ride. Grok thinks so. Grok, say we stop talking about map and actually go get map. Let's go. All right, let's start more action. Let's go. I like that. Grok leads him to the last place he saw him, which would be, which would be obviously where the dinosaur races were taking place. Uh huh. You know, and you make your way over to the dinosaur races, and it's still going on. There's race after race of dinosaur races. The betting continues. Immediately, as you get back to the area, you feel the excitement of this particular part of the city, and it's infectious. You just want to put it on black. But mm. going through. Grok, have, Grok, no have time. Grok, no have time. Don't have time. No, Grok. And going they through, race you... the dinosaurs? Yes, ra- race dinosaurs, whoever cross finish line first, win. How big are the dinosaurs that they're racing? There are different types. You're seeing everything from, like, velociraptors, in which people have mounted, and uh, you see some triceratops. They're racing different kinds of dinosaurs against each other. And they're just going straight through the city streets. There's like a few moments of just like before you see just the entire crowd part and you like very wisely move to the side of the road before these two dinosaurs just tear ass right down the street. I'm going to head up to one of the people. Uh, you go get the map. I have something to do real quick. Uh, I'm going to head off from the party. I'm going to head up to one of the people that appears to be quote-unquote running the races. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I was wondering if anybody has ever tried wrestling your dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh my god. You go up to someone who's like taking money from another individual and then writing down on a piece of scroll. And he looks up at you and looks, uh, raises like an eyebrow and then looks back down at his papers. He's doing like some kind of math. Uh, no, no, we never have anyone trying to race the, uh, wrestle the dinosaurs. No, we race the dinosaurs. We don't wrestle them. But wrestling sounds a lot more fun and profitable. Look, I, uh, I don't want to say that's a bad idea. I just don't know if it'd be entirely sporty for someone to go and try their hand at wrestling something many thousands of pounds heavier than they are. I, I like don't know. the challenge. I, uh, look, I, uh, 
Might be able to put something together, but that sounds sort of difficult right now, especially since I'm trying to host these races. All right, uh, you, you'll find me later. I'll try and put this together. Just, uh, what's your name? Dwar, God of Thunder. Dwar, trying to wrestle you some dinosaurs. I like it. I like your ambition. All right. You come back at the end of the day, we'll see if we can get some kind of show for the, le- for the later hours when it's not as busy. That might be difficult, but I will try. As Dwar goes and he starts setting up a, a dinosaur, a pro wrestling dinosaur over <laughs> V-Man, no holds bar ultimate match. You, Grok, you see a Farrell and you also see Gondolo. And they look rather dejected. They are once again seated around their bloated triceratops. That's it's doing the lie on the ground where it's like lying on its stomach, and all four legs are just splayed starfish out on the side. Grok walks up to him. Oh, Grok! Grok, see your dinosaur still lazy piece of crap. The uh, the Lightfoot Halfling Scout. Uh, yeah, he comes up to you. Hey, look, you know, he's uh, doing all right. You know, he just needs to rest and he's going to be back up and he's going to he's going to kick some real ass. All right. You know, you don't you got to You can't judge him. I know, like, you lost a little money on him earlier. Look, you know, these things happen. This is just part of the racing, the, the circuit. You know, this is like ups and downs. You got to ride the waves. All right. Now, look, we believe I lost. We believe in Zongo. Zongo's a beast. He is quick when he when he's feeling alright, you know. And you know, at this point you're just hearing these like large rumblings from the dinosaur. Grok Grok have no time for this. Grok have great news, Blood Brothers. Yeah, what Grok, Grok secure canoe, we go further inland. Grok Take you on adventure to get Dragon's Horde. Feral, Feral, this is it. It's our chance to turn it around. We go out, we get the treasure, we put it all on Zongo, and we'll be rich. This is it. Grok, all right. Grok, Grok, no, Grok, no think putting it all on Zongo is a good idea. <laughs> no, no. Gondolo's got the right idea. This is what we're going to do. I can see it already. We put all the dragon's horde on this one bet. Half, this is the one time, and then we're done. Half, we're out. Half, half the dragon's horde, technically. Right, yeah, I mean, of course. Of, I mean, yes, of course half, but that's just more than enough, and then we can double or maybe even triple it and we come back here. Yeah, I think this is it. All right, let's get going. I mean, what are we waiting for? Grok agreed. Grok a little suspicious on how you said that just now, but Grok Grok trust you, Blood Brothers. Expendable. Um, <clears throat> we I'm need sorry? to get to we need to get to the canoes because I think they're about to set set off. Basically, I mean they're all packed up. So Grok think it's a good idea to probably get there as fast as possible. Just put Gonzo away or whoever his name is and uh, meet us there at the you know. His name is Zongo, and he's Zongo. the fastest beast inside Port Nianzaru. Grok, no, that's a fucking lie. But Grok, Grok, have no time, and just meet up Grok there. 
all right, well, we'll meet you down there. And he goes over to the side of Zongo and he like gives him a pat and, he st- and Zongo starts rolling side over side into this little stable area. And after a while, you guys all meet back down at the docks and you find that the canoes have been fully outfitted. There is the one merchant princess still waiting for you down there and she stands. She's getting a little bit older, but you can still say that she is. she has a powerful frame. She is a fighter and she won respect here in Port Nyanzaru, probably through the arena, before becoming a merchant princess. Hey, you all are all outfitted up in here. Canoe should be able to get you as far as you want to go in Amu. You have 30 days of provisions, and from there you'll have to take care of yourselves. Alrighty. Grok understand. Very well. I would send you a favor. Happy to fulfill that and get you out of the uh, troubles that you were in with Zentari. But from here, it's all going to be on your own. You have to carry your own weight from here. Outside of Pornanzaru, you are truly going to live or die on your own merit. I wish you the best of luck, friends. That's okay. We can handle ourselves quite well. What's your plan, by the way? Were you heading down the coast or are you heading up the river? Just so we know where to send the search party when you disappear. Well, you think you are cut off. Okay, so, uh, we didn't hear. Uh-oh. I'm just gonna come out and say we didn't hear. Oh, no, it's technical difficulties. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there you go. You, you, just, you just cut out again. You, you, wait, he goes back up well, to the last guy in came down. What, what does he have, a death wish? Briefly. Okay, okay, hey, okay, I'm sorry. It looks like I'm back. Oh man! Oh, bad oh. lag. My bad. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> damn lag. Storm up there. It is very rainy. Yes, I, I just yeah. think the internet it, it was a little sense. buggy. It's, it's pretty much hell up there. I'm not gonna lie. Beautiful, but it's <laughs> beautiful hell. Beautiful hell. <laughs> Alaska, Alaska, come book your visit. Freeze your ass off or whatever. Look at some Ooh. dogs run. Oh, hey, don't dox me, bro. All right. So, yeah, you guys uh, at the canoes, she's like, where are you going? And she's like, are you going up the rivers? Are you going around the coast? Let me put you all on the map of, oh, you're on the map of, of Obo. Okay, yeah. So you go around side, you go up river, you go around the other side. What are you doing? She goes up to Jellybean and, like, digs a, a, uh, an arm all the way up to the elbow inside of him and rips out the map. <laughs> Yeah, unfurls the map. Yeah, so which way you go? You go around. Oh, you, you cut out again. Oh, what? We can't. So, oh, uh, no. oh, we didn't hear you. Uh, you cut oh, out like, no. big, long, like a long, a long pause. We didn't hear nothing. Fucking stupid ass internet. What do I pay you for? Oh, I'm lagging two ninety one. Oh my god, bro, pings at two ninety one. What do you pay it for? How do I even pay the internet bills? Yeah, so, okay, I got you guys on the map, right? You guys are here in Port Nianzaru. Yeah, right. we gotta go this way. Yeah, I say we go th- uh, down the river. So, that'd be going up a river, because rivers travel downhill. So, you could go up either of these rivers. You could go up the River Shoshin Star, or you could go up the River Tariki. Tariq? Or... Tariki. No, there is an eye there. Tariki. So those are two options. Or you could come around the outside of the Bay of Chult, 
Don't worry about the dragon turtle. He's fine. And you could come either to the right or left and travel along the coastline if you would yeah. like to. So which That's one cute. are you guys doing? Where does the map need us to go? Grok suggests we go up River Ocean Star. Grok don't want to run into Dragon Turtle again. Yeah, me neither. So let's go there. So the parts of the map that you do have revealed to you currently were done so with Shago, who you rescued from uh, the bad side of one of the Merchant Princes. He was serving as a guide in between Port Nanzaru and Fort Belruliad and had some guiding experience. And in his place, before he cut his ear off, he and Jellybean detailed some of the map and he unveiled what was upriver Shoshin Star and passed it a little bit. Other map. The other map? The oh. Dragon treasure map. Where does that want us to go on the island? Oh, it, or, I, didn't it say to go to the Peaks of Flame or whatever? Yeah, the Peaks of Flame. That is a good question. Now let me look at the map with all the things on it. Yeah, because... I need to go there. Pretty sure they said something about Peaks of Flame. I need to go there. Of course, fighting a dragon is pretty hard. I... Um, is it a... I will say it's a young dragon. I but I'm not too sure if it is just a wormling. This this whole campaign it sets out to kill you pretty good, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was an ancient dragon. <laughs> uh, I will say going to the river is re- relatively safe. Yeah, relatively, you know. Yeah. Until you get a Minecraft skeleton sniping you from the tree line. <laughs> Shield. Yeah, that's only rea- <laughs> that's 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 only a reaction, buddy. You only got a couple of those. No, I have a shield, and I can cast shield. <laughs> so, you go up to the folks. You go up to the two individuals that you are making the deal with, the dinosaur racers, and you're like, "Hey, look, where uh, where's this dragon treasure?" And they're like, "Well, well you know, oh, it's uh, I don't want to be too precise. You can't just like you know leave us behind and." And just try and get the treasure by yourself. Um, and he's like looking at their map and then at your map surreptitiously and going back and forth. Oh, you know, it's, um, you see this Aldani Basin right here? And he points to it on the map. It's, uh, it's to the west of that. A little ways. Oh, we're going to go there. Uh, uh, everybody, you want to hang out with us and be on the lands since we're going to go on the canoe? This is a 50-50 partnership. We got to come in the canoe with you. I don't think the canoe will handle your weight. Don't worry. Grok Grok got this. Uh, Grok will let you sit on Grok's lap. No extra charge. So you guys have have two canoes. Each canoe is about 20 feet long. So these things are tanks. It's going to take... Yeah, it's going to take more or less four people. You could do it with two or three, but... Yeah, this is going to take like four people in each canoe to navigate safely. Okay. What size are the uh, the dinosaurs? Uh, there are no dinosaurs with you currently. Zongo rolled back into his, his racing cage. Okay. Yeah, he definitely wouldn't have been able to fit on the canoe. He's a big boy. Yeah, Triceratops isn't going to be able to stuff himself inside of the canoe. Yeah. Best he would do is like Gee. maybe fart on it. Do we have 
extra people with us to steer the canoes or is it just us? So you have you, you have your guide, Salida, who you picked up at Fort Bill Rulian, and now you have mm-hmm. Feral, who is a uh, human, a Kashite human, Kalashite human, and Gondolo, Shite. who is a halfling. Nice. So we have seven total. That's good enough. That's I've been forgotten. Oh, no. There's four of us and three of them. Oh, yeah. Or Grok, Teridus, and Oren. Yeah. You can't remember. You can't rem- You can't forget the DM's. You know, self-insert OP and NPC. You know, saying da- dagger blood blade, dagger blood blade metal. No, Salida level, level twenty-five. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the child. The child is level twenty-five. Come kill you. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Grok gets into a canoe and kind of, kind of gets in very like reluctantly but he eventually gets in he's like oh god oh boy i don't want to end up like my second cousin and he and he sets foot sets foot and gets some paddles and he's ready everyone else you pile in after gronk grok rock rock <laughs> yeah i'm not gronk <laughs> pull the lever gronk yes all right so all right, let's you all so. get inside of the canoes and start paddling, and it takes a second to kind of like get the rhythm. You're finding that, especially out here in the bay, it's a little bit of wind coming in. It's white capping, not terribly bumpy, but just enough to make it figuring out the canoe a little bit of a challenge before each of you find the groove and you find the pattern, the pattern of just one after another, the paddles dip into the water and you pull yourself along smoothly until you come to the river mouth of the River Shoshin Star and you start making your way up. Who would like to roll a survival check? Who has the highest? <laughs> I got the highest. Don't worry. I got wow, the metagaming, bro. Well, I mean, I'm proficient in it. It just makes sense that I, I would do it. I will do one for the canoe, other canoe. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, All survival. Right. Here we go. 14. Not bad. <laughs> well, what's interesting? Interesting. Uh, Why does it say that? All right. Oh, look at that. We're making our way uptown. You travel up the river uneventfully. The river is so slow moving, it seems like a crystal pool below you that reflects all the amazing greens off the surface. And everywhere you look, it's just this wonderful sea of healthy green forest that you pass along quite smoothly. And the first thing you notice is that the canoes are a lot quicker than walking, and you're able to cover twice as much distance as you were previously just walking along the shore up to Fort Belrulian in a day. It takes most of the morning, but you're able to cover a substantial amount of ground as you start making your way up the river. May I ask for another survival check as you continue to ply the water? Not 20, baby. 23. Damn! Damn! Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, 20 miles upriver. One stroke of the paddle is all I need. It's uncanny. Dwar, you're following the lead canoe as Grok is just picking the perfect tides, the perfect parts of the river where he's almost being... He, he's surfing upriver. It's amazing. And you just follow in right behind him. I'll say that you 
are able to just because of the path the the kind of lines that you're cutting through the river you are able to gain an additional 10 miles that day and just before sunset comes you see through the patchwork of clouds above these huge pillowy clouds that rise up high above you the sun is getting close to the horizon and everything's getting dimmer the volume of the jungle begins to increase as the nocturnal creatures begin to make, wake up and get out there for the day. Night. Are you going to continue through the night or are you going to set up camp? That's a good question. I'm going to have to take set up camp for 200, Alec. Grok, you start leading. It probably leading. would come in handy. Always good. Yeah, it's good to have a long rest. Always good. So, taking a track towards the nearest shore, you beach the canoes, bring them up off the bank so they don't float away during the night, and you set up camp. Alright. There it is. We'll, uh... For all these alchemy jug and the poor, uh... Hmm... How many flasks of water that I get? Uh, I think it was two, right? Yeah, it was two. Two flasks of two gallons. What's interesting is, like, this is a river, right? I mean, surely we could take, like, the water from the river and boil it. Uh... Hmm. That's a good idea. We can't shape water. You can be like, you can. Oh, I can. Oh no, I have more than just shape water. We can just take the water, and I can. Uh, I have pressed the digitation. And I can purify it. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, in that case, I'm going to pour some acid out of my alchemy jug (laughs) instead. Uh, eight ounces into a vials nice. that I can create if you want me to <laughs> to roll for uh, uh, my tools. You're making acid. I'm making a vials. Yeah, he's, uh, not, <laughs> he's not making base, or whatever you call it, the opposite of acid. Yeah. <laughs> nice, good chemistry <laughs> joke, bro. <laughs> Alright, alchemy supplies. That is a 16. Alright, you're trying to make some acid. Why are you trying to make eight vials of acid? Because, um, there's, eight, because there's eight people here. <laughs> Just uh, you know. Everybody? Um, <laughs> uh, n- none of your business. Or I can tell you why. Alright, go ahead and <laughs> add your DM inventory. You. I'll DM you. You're going to laugh at me and, and just regret that I, I am this kind, this kind of person. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like this either. All right, I go don't... ahead and add your inventory. Eight vials of acid. Nice. All right. And while he's doing that, I will make sure that there's enough water for everybody and then purify food and drink. All right, as long oh, as you I can purified. just press to digitate that. Did you? Did you? Did you get my message? 
Grok uh, drinks the water from his... Uh, well, he fills up his water skin and then drinks it. He doesn't want to be an animal. So he, and then, you know, he just... Gatorades it into his mouth, you know, just squeezes the skin, squirts it into his mouth. Easy. Alright, and is this the water that was purified by Dwar, or are you just drinking... Yeah. Okay. The purified water. And I'm going to say prestidigitation is magically purifying the water as well. So each of you, go ahead and... No, yeah, you're just going... You're fine. You have been drinking purified water, and it's hot. With the rowing especially, each one of you are sweating, and throughout the day you're having to continually hydrate at least two gallons of this magically purified water. After Grok's right. done drinking, he yeah, sits he can down shape on water. a log. He can shape water to reduce the temperature to be more colder, I should say. Well, you can turn it into ice. Yeah. And um, Grok's... And honestly, it. and you can do that with prestidigitation as well. Yeah, exactly. So purified and cold water. Let's go. Okay, getting hydrated, each one of you. Get comfortable going through some of the provisions, eating up. Or Orm, are you making a shelter once again for the party? Yeah, I can shape Earth. Well, yeah, so go. Orm makes up a temporary Earth and shelter, and each one of you, when it's time, retreat into the into the makeshift camp. As everybody quiets down, Grok pulls out his flute. Grok play melody for a group. Group listen. Least can do. And Grok plays this beautiful sonata, hopefully, and okay, dazzles the party with his flute playing. Performance hopefully. check. All right. Here we go. Performance. There it is. Wait, no. There it is. 18. 18? Mm-hmm. A beautiful flute solo rings out over the forest. And for a moment, all the animals, all the different sounds from the jungle, quiet as it floats through the air. It is magical as each one of you start drifting off to sleep. This one has ball bearings. Balls? Balls? Ball bearings. I don't have any ball bearings. Mm -hmm. Nope. Shit. It's okay. And as Grok finishes, he looks up towards the sky and he... A, t- a single tear drops out of his eye. And then he goes to bed. Alright, as each one of you drift off in the night... You hear the sounds of the jungle all around you. You hear the crickets, the frogs. It is a cacophony of noise. It's four of you, huh? At least, at least it is. At least it's loud. That's always a good thing. It's like a white noise machine, but you're living yeah. in the noise. that. I think it's a tribal. Oh, oh. It's boss music. Now. Grok. 
Yes, sir. You're feeling proud of your performance. It's it's so comforting to know that you can make such wonderful, beautiful music that your friends enjoy and lull them off into sleep. And as you kind of shift and get more comfortable, you feel something wrap around your leg and oh. then yank you out into the jungle and start dragging you through the ground. A hand uh, comes over your mouth and starts to smother you as another strong arm starts to lift your hand, your other arms back over your head. You are being fireman carried out of the camp. Surely I could make a save against this. You resisting? Uh, you don't want to just let them carry you off into the jungle? Maybe no, they're nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I want to resist, I think. All right, make a strength saving throw. Okay. Uh, 21. Wow. Uh, not as good. Yeah, you wretch yourself out of the grasp and you get back up onto your feet. You turn and you see three Chilton males all butt naked uh, in the night and they're surrounding you. Ugh. And as you, as you look up, you see another few of these warriors surrounding the rest of your camp and slowly making their way in, stealthily trying to get closer to the rest of your companions. Grok not interested in your lifestyle? <laughs> uh, Grok politely decline to join you, and then he uh, tries to yell for his friends to wake up, like, you know, Grok, Grok say wake up right now. All right, yeah, naked, uh, men, naked men coming towards you. Yep, uh, that's going to be initiative. I get you all roll initiative, please. All right. That's crazy. <laughs> Give me a few moments here. Oh, oh God, that's a four. <laughs> I got Oof. eight. <laughs> Oof. That is not good. <laughs> Both my characters are bad at initiative. Got it. Oh, God. <laughs> that's not going well. Oh, my God. I got a one. That's crazy. Oh my god, got a one. I got 19. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh god. I mean, we're going to wake up, so it's fair. Yeah, I'm a very heavily heavy sleeper. Yeah. Uh, this is snoring, but like very, very low. Do we have a map? Yes, hold on. Oh god, you're so far away. <laughs> All right, if you please get your characters on the map. This is where we camped? That's crazy. I th you think we would have... Oh, God, I don't think it's... I don't know where my, the map is exactly. I, we went, I don't think we are on in the... Roll 20. Territory. Uh, what, oh. Where exactly is the campfire? Uh, I don't roll. think it's... Let's say here. I'd say here, I guess. Oh, no, where's the roll 20? I'm trying to find how far back it is. I don't think Whoopi, I... you could just send a new link to... I'll send in a link now. I mean... I mean, it's so rude to kidnap somebody when they're sleeping, you know? But the like, thing least, is, we stepped ask... into their territory, so we're not supposed to be there. No. Seeing the map, I'm like, I think we step on their territory. <laughs> uh, kind of like, uh, do you, you, you could be with me and the others over here. 
Because Rock uh, is a little bit far away. That's right. Since he got dragged away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we step into their territory. Tell you what, if like two nude men just like kidnapped me, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's a tribal. Be, that'd be pretty terrible. That'd be pretty terrifying. I think it's more like a tribal or something. Okay. Where is my character? I don't think you have one. I don't, Darren. Uh. I believe there's an unused character sheet. Obriok Igriel Bread. Do you. Do you think, like. Uh, yeah, there are some stacker. Uh, take this one. Do you think Don't people do. who, like, kidnap people think it's rude? You know? Like, in the moment. Are they, like, what I'm doing is, like, rude? So rude? So is a rude boy right now? I'm telling you, man. Well, at least for now, I can place him down the board, right? I can fix with stat. I can fill with the stats on it later. Yeah. Oh. Which one are you using? Terra Stone Stacker or are you using Obrek? Obrek. Obrek. Yeah, Terrest was uh, John's character. Yeah. Yeah, go oh, ahead yeah. and throw a... Uh, I'll change the name on it. Orn. There you go. Yeah, go ahead and throw a... An avatar or a token into there, and then we'll get it on the map and we'll be rolling. I think I threw the token in there. It's just a picture of a guy. It's a picture of a guy. Hey, well, whatever, that works. It's all I got on the spot. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just, there's Grok. I'm the going to put you back here. Yeah. As Grok got shoved a little bit, he got dragged a little bit, so I'm going to surround Grok. Uh, dwarf, I love your range and characters, you know? You got such unique and diverse range, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have quite a lot of characters. I recently came up with a new character that's a Debaxi rogue whose name is Got Your Tongue. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> They're gonna be a cat burglar. It's like, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue? <laughs> Is that all they say? That would be. <laughs> what's the matter? <laughs> what's the matter? Scared? That's pretty funny. Yeah. So the uh, the cannibals will be going first. Okay. Wait, they're cannibals? <laughs> oh, you God, look at their naked why, bodies that... and you oh, see them drenched in blood. God damn! Like. Gotta wonder how they how they don't get sick, you know. Does a so this one pulls out a nasty looking yik yikwala, a sick looking axe with an obsidian tipped blade, and he's going to give you a little stabby stab. Does a twenty four hit you? Oh, I'm sorry. Garak. Garak, oh, does a yeah, 24 yeah, hit you? Yeah. No, of course. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and chop you into little tiny pieces then. Right. I need a D10. A D10? Thrower. 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 So that's going to yeah. be... You can't do this to me. A 10 
plus three, so that's 13 slashing damage. 13? Rolled max damage. You didn't give me a chance to rage. Does a 15 hit you? Yeah. That's going to be five points of slashing damage, and then the other cannibal is going to go ahead and give you a chop. 13, does a uh, excuse me, does 12 hit you? No. I'm pretty sure 23 hits you, though. Yeah. So five, an additional five points of slashing damage as these cannibals just start to hack at you, and they're trying to, like, take... Uh, each of you, all of you look over and you see your friend getting dragged off into the forest and then as he jumps up the two cannibals that surround him just start chopping at him with axes yeah. trying to take him down. Oh, Grok, Grok not like this! Wait, is there two, two three people around him? Or two? There are two around Grok and now the others are going to move in towards you. Okay, which one? Getting on the Wait, right map. Oh my god, don't rush me. You said there was two, but I got hit three times. Is that like a... Yeah, you got hit three times. Multi-attack. Each of them have two attacks. Right, right. Oh my god, okay. Teratus? Yes. Does a 22 hit you? Not with shield. Are you casting shield? Yes, I do. Does a, a 24 hit you? Yes, it does. So you cast shield, the axe of one bounces off, and then the second comes through and crashes through the magical shield. You take six points of slashing damage. All right. Orn does a 14 hit you. Orn? There. Might have to come back to one. Yes. Orn does. Yes. Does a 14 hit you? Yes, that does. Sorry. No problem. You are going to take 9 plus 3, 12 plus 4. You are taking 16 points of damage as this axe comes in at you twice. Gives you some good chop chops. Okay, I am not looking too good. I'm getting... Wait, where am I in the initiative order? You're high, but these guys rolled a 19 with a plus one to dexterity brings them to a 20. I'm not happy. No, that's upsetting. Uh, Does a eight hit you, God of Thunder? An eight? An eight. No. How about a 15? Nope. All right, yep, both of these axes, so you bounce them off. They cannot touch the God of Thunder. That's going to bring us to Orn's turn. Hey, where are you, they? So yours Wait, is Wait, one's right really close. Five, ten. So I've got somebody within melee range. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh-oh. When a cleric says that, you know he's going to do something crazy. 
Oh shit. Oh, I'm not a cleric. Oh. I'm a sorcerer. Right. Sorcerer. So, to start with, I'm going to first cast, as a second level spell, I'm going to cast Arms of Hadar. He needs to make a strength saving throw. We rolled good. What'd he roll? Rolled a 17, and because they're cannibals, they're very strong. So that's going to be a dirty 20. Now, I know this is a strange thing to ask, but what if you raised dead with the remains inside a cannibal? So target takes 2d6 Okay, so he's going <laughs> to take... That's a good question. Normally, you have to be able to see the target. So he's going to take... Okay, so I'm going to cast that spell. Also, I believe now raised dead requires a full body. Not parts. But what if, what if a cannibal ate a full body worth anyway, of... We can talk after. <laughs> Let Orm take their turn. 3d6. Okay, so he's going to take 6 damage from Harms of Hadar. All right. And then I'm going to burn one of my sorcery points. I'm going to burn, let me see here, two of my sorcery points. Whoa. They use Quicken Spell. Now as I, my, uh, now as I burn my sorcery points, a tentacle is going to come out and he is going to whack. Uh, how do I mark somebody? The one in front of you? No, the one nearby. He's within 30 feet. Click and hold, or right click and click the ping. Or actually, you know, it will be the dude in front of me. Why not? Why not? He's going to have to make me a charisma saving throw. All right, let's make a charisma saving throw. Nah, not that one. Let's use charisma is kind of pinkish. Yeah. All right, rolling high. Uh... I have a feeling they're, as cannibals, probably not very charismatic. Uh, no, so that's an 18. He succeeds. Maybe it'll go off next time. Is there anything else in your turn, Orm? Oh, no, I'm casting another spell. But first, uh... Okay, so now I'm guessing that if it doesn't go through, it misses. Okay, that's fine. So, then I'm casting another spell, and... This spell I'm casting is going to be... Mind Sliver. More Mind Sliver. Yep. On the target in front um, of you? Yep. You must What's make me a... Uh, intelligence. Ooh, also not a strong suit of a cannibal. A six. That misses. I think it'd be really funny if, like, a cannibal had, like, morals. You know, he still had to eat, like, people, but, like, he'd feel really bad about it. So he's going to take 1d6 psychic damage. And the next save throw that he ha makes and takes a uh, 1d4 penalty Dang. before the end of my turn. Or no, before, sorry, before my next turn. 1d4. So, he takes 6 psychic damage. 
Wow, and nice next... roll. All right, and his next and saving throw. Literally, that's all I can do. Yep, and his next saving throw before my next turn is um, he takes a 1d4 penalty. Understood. I've got it. That's going to bring us to the next... Uh, actually, I don't have the rest of the initiative order. What's uh, the rest of y'all's initiative? Uh, I think Grok is going first, then me, then uh, uh, the war. War got a one. I got a, I got a four, and Grok has got an eight. Yeah, I got an eight. All right, it's going to be you, Grok. You're up. All right, finally. Finally, Grok gets to do some stuff. All right, so uh, Grok will rage. Grok no like trying to be eaten. <laughs> and he uh, gets his maul. Wait, no, he doesn't have his maul because he was dragged away. That kind of puts a damper on things. I guess. Okay. I'll, I'll so, say you have your maul. You have your equipment on you. God, okay, that's better. Okay, so Grok takes his maul and he takes aim at one of these bad boys. Never mind. Okay, he's just gonna make a regular attack. So here he goes. One mall attack at this one right in front of him. He got a ooh, nine to hit, but he's gonna reckless attack, so he gets advantage. Uh, ooh, whoops, that was damage. Okay, does <laughs> damn it? Does a ten hit? Ten does not hit. Fuck, dude. I I reckless attacked for a ten instead of a nine. Worst luck. Um huh. What else can I do? Use my bonus action. And I use my action. Oh wait. Okay, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Derridus. All right. Uh, All right. You're going to cast Create Bonfire over here? Uh, yeah. And he's going to throw a Blasting Powder on the Bonfire. Will that hit Grok, though? Yes. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks. But you have advantage on dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's good, at least. <laughs> so yeah, he's going to do that. Uh, these both have to make me a dexterity saving throw. Alright, so the rest of you see the jungle light up as this bonfire erupts into existence, and then this tiny little package sails through the air. <laughs> Not good. Natural 20. And then Grok, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw as well. Oh, whoops. I need to roll two. You have advantage? Okay, a damn. Okay. Uh, those Sardines succeed. Uh, you take 12 uh, bludgeoning damage, and those are succeed, you reduce it in half. Did. Uh, does a 13 save? 
yes. <laughs> so is 12 damage reduced to 6? Yeah. And, uh... Bro, this is it, not good. Uh, I'm gonna cast the word on yourself, Grok. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Okay. I feel already bad. <laughs> yeah. Did you already use your bonus and action? Oh, that's and true. Nope. Create bonfire mm. and then throw it. That's, that's true. Oh, yes. You right. So, I guess Grok's gonna get eaten alive by Cam. Okay, I'm a cleric. Because, uh, well, I tried, I tried to save you okay. from yeah, both, I mean, both of these people. To be fair, but... I think Rock would be rather gamey, gamey. So, well, that's why the cannibals are in luck. Is that Teradus is cooking you for them? <laughs> yeah, you already roasted me with a with a bonfire. I'm okay. trying to get as much damage as I can. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. So, yeah, I took my damage. Teradus, anything else on your turn? Uh, fortunately, no, uh, because... Uh, I might they... need a bit of a hand, otherwise they are probably going to kill me. Oh, God. All right, uh, that's going to be... I'm trying, I can't Over. help. At, at least I did six bludgeoning damage to these motherfuckers. Yeah. Grok, it... yeah, Grok can't help but feel this is somewhat his fault for playing his flute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly right. true. Correct. You you did put out a lot of noise that they noticed wait, and, wait, whoa, whoa. and came wait, to ambush wait, the camp yeah, because where, they noticed. Where's the other guys in our party? I mean, there's three NPCs. Surely they should be, like, trying to help us. They are Selena's all fighting. fighting. They are? Uh, Salida? She's pretty badass. She, she is uh, able to hold mm -hmm. her own. You look over and you see Salida and Jellybean fighting off their own two cannibals but this is the the far this is the fight as far as it goes over here okay. alright Dwar you're up there are five targets there's five there should only be four. Oh shit there are five alright let me give her rid of one to be fair um I think if they do drag Grok back to their camp, he could probably pull like a Jack Sparrow type thing. Okay. See, that was the well, that was the third movie. See, no, no one saw the third movie. They don't know about the uh, the really? cannibals trying to eat Jack, and the no. like, and not, then he becomes king I'm of not... the cannibals. Oh, I'm not gonna lie to you. The third movie is like that ties up the trilogy until they made the fourth movie. There's Third a fourth movie? Oh my and, god. Well, and, then, and then they made a fifth movie. Oh my no, god. I think they're making a sixth, actually. Oh my yeah, god. Hey, well. <laughs> so basically, yeah. yeah. So the third Except movie it doesn't they have Johnny Depp. Yeah, they were. Yeah. The third movie, I think, grossed just as much as the other movies, in fact. I think as many people watched the third movie as the first mm. movie. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of, it's kind of like have anyone engaged. No, because it's kind of like you don't Grok. just watch two Grok. of the Lord of the Rings movies. Grok, on the scale from one to dying, how close <laughs> to dying are you? Um, you can see as Grok is bleeding profusely from all orifices, and he's like, Grok not feeling too well. Grok probably, uh, from zero to thirty-two would probably have to say he's like a three. Right. Uh, uh, Orn? 
Yes. On a scale from one to dying, how close are you? Oh, I'm at about a uh, about a you know almost one hit away from death. Oh boy. I am not. I am not oh durable. <laughs> he, he's say, he says, "Oh boy." I'm a mage. I'm not durable. We're not known for our heavy durability. Durable mage. Oh. It's the new kind of mage. I'm no tank mage. Sorry. It's a fleet mage. The high is low maintenance, uh, reusable parts. I just thought of something really funny. So you know, you know, Scrub Daddy. I'm sorry, this is not related at all. What if it was Scrub Zaddy? I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just having fun today. I, I'm in a good mood. Measuring squares? How are you doing that? It's amazing. Do <laughs> the magic for the magicum. Mm. See about to cast right. thunder wave. That's that's about like literally the only square spell I could I could think of. It's very bad positioning. Do <laughs> <laughs> not hit my eyes. So, uh, we're playing with the rule with only one leveled spell per turn, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not giving us any advantages. At least to Baldur's Gate, where I could cast multiple. <laughs> I know, for real. Baldur's Gate is... I understand not doing that, because it can be pretty strong. Yeah, Baldur's Gate um... is sick. That's why I was actually late today. I was beating Orin. Don't Joyce. spoil... Oh, sorry. Hi. Spoilers. Sorry. Uh, we don't even have health potions. We really should have. <laughs> we really should have. That's yeah. why I'm trying to gather these things. <laughs> health potion. Yeah. Trying my best. We really need, like, I don't even know, like, an art, like, I don't even know, an artificer, like, in our. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I know. Here, you I, I know. I'm, that's why I was, you're not doing your job correctly. Oh, I'm man. not a healer. I'm first of all, called out. You're doing. You're doing your. You're doing a good job. I'm sure. Over here. I mean, I'm like, you know, because you have advantage and dexterity. I mean, yeah. And I mean, rage. I was eight, like, okay, take too much damage. I mean, maybe maybe you could have made like two healing potions instead of eight. No, you know, acid. No. I had to get acid. Acid, bro. It's okay. I don't even know what why the funny part of the acid was. Nobody explained it to me. Oh, you will you will find it soon. I DM'd <laughs> I DM'd uh, Wookie about it. I don't think he's gonna be happy. <laughs> I, I I just that's Wookie doesn't really you know get all that. He doesn't get all too uh, crazy, so I'm I'm wondering what you sent him. Um, send me some acid. I'll get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this oh. is this is why I love you guys. You guys are so funny. This is awesome. What are we doing, Dor? 
it's been it's been a long time since I've never played <laughs> it's been a so long. Yeah. Yeah, it's been headstrong, so the word is going to as a bonus action cast spiritual weapon. And place it next to Grok. Uh, right here, I don't have a thing that I can use for that. Um, so I'm just gonna do that. There's my spiritual weapon. There we go. Cool. Thank you. The hammer. Yes, there's a hammer. And then I'm going to move me here. Uh, wait, this one has minus uh, minus a d4, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the one that's been fucked up. Yeah. Um, roll me that d4 if it's a C, if you got a 13. You got a 10. So it takes 12 bludgeoning damage. Yeah, so Dwar, as you're running up to that one, you just see him collapse into a pile of gore and viscera. Oh. I will redirect to here. <laughs> Thank you. Alright. Yes, okay, as part of casting a spell, spiritual weapon makes an attack. So spiritual weapon will attack the one on its left. That is a 17. 17 hits. Six force damage. I've got the damage. And then I'm going to be taking my hammer in two hands and slamming it on this other guy. It'll be a 16. 16 hits. I am going, since we didn't get our long rest, but we we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and use my channel divinity to get max damage. Wow. That's really funny. Dwarnir. That's pretty good. Dwarnir, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, so it is going to do uh, 11 thunder damage. Ooh. Alright, so yep, that, that hurts. You slam into this guy and you can see an indent where you smack him with your hammer like ooh, muscle shouldn't do that there's a slight crack of thunder as it collides anything else in your turn door that will be all brings us back to the cannibal's turn this cannibal that just got hit with a spiritual weapon is like swiping at it and trying to get the magical hammer out of the air. It He's gonna... does have AC and HP. So that is possible. Or does it? I think it does. If it does, it is not in my... No, I don't think he can hit it. Not in my spell description. <clears throat> yeah, trying to swap it, a, swipe at it a few times. He focuses nope. back on Grok as Grok is very hurt. Does a fourteen hit you, Grok? A fourteen is my armor class, so I'm guessing the enemy's tie goes to enemies or what? Meets it, beats it. Uh, meets it, beats. It, I don't know. So yeah, okay. So yeah, 
That's going to be, ooh, hitting hard. 12 points of slashing damage, along with... Grok is down, so you probably don't need to... Oh, no! Yeah. Grok hits the ground. The cannibal will go ahead and move around Grok. Leaving spiritual weapons melee range? Leaving spiritual weapons melee range? Opportunity. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Seven does not hit. Okay. They will Never take a swipe. Tonight, man. You. That's going to be a twenty-three to hit for seven points of slashing damage on Dwar. And then the other cannibal will turn from Grok's downed form to you, Dwar. Take a couple swipes at you. For a 22 to hit. And a 17 to hit. Yes, because I don't have my shield. That is going to be 17 points of slashing damage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. You're not holding back. Nope. That is going to be those two. And then finally, the last cannibal is going to leave Terodus's... Alright. So you may take a... Spell, then. Oh, you're going to cast a spell? Can yeah. you do that for a reaction? With Warcaster, yes. Damn, he's got Warcaster. How would he... How would you yeah. Warcaster? Oh, wait. Three. No, never mind. That's not part of it. <clears throat> but so I will can... attack him with my spear, though. Go ahead and give him poke with your spear. Uh... Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, yes. Did we level up last uh, last session? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh. Okay. I was just wondering because he he said warcaster and that's a fee. No, he doesn't have warcaster. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a twenty-three to hit him. That hits. Whoops. Nope. He's going to take seven uh, piercing damage. Ouch. Good hit. So you stab him, and he starts to limp away where you shoved your spear into his thigh, and he pulls it out, and he's bleeding profusely, but he's able to get on the other side of Orn, and he tries to slash out with his axe. Does a ten hit you, Orn? No, it does not. Rolled that with advantage, too. It's a really bad roll. Does an eleven hit you? No. So each one of this guy's attacks, with advantage, by the way, just swings wide, unable to steady himself back on his wounded leg. That is going to be the end of the cannibal's turn. They are looking around. Uh, they see that their fellow has been has been knocked unconscious. They they're not looking too confident. They they thought they had the drop on you and that they were able to just take you all out. And put you all in the pot, but now they're they're looking. The surrounding yeah, jungle looks the, like they may be looking for an exit. Just remember, I have an ability that is a reaction to taking damage that I would like to use. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So he, the one that hit me and did the 17 damage, needs to make a deck save. Not good, a 7. That does not pass. So he is going to take 2d8 thunder damage. Oh no. 
That'll be 11 thunder damage. Yeah, so he hits you, and you just see this shockwave ripple out from Dwar, and it mulches this guy that hit Dwar. You do not strike the god of thunder. There is very much of uh, payback. Uh, look, I, uh, I really don't end up like that. Uh, I did not mean it. Uh, god of thunder, please spare me. I, I, I was just here because they, they told me they were bullying me. Please don't kill me like that. I don't want to die like a puddle. What will you do for me not to kill you? You found my friend. I'll suck your dick. I'll do anything. Please. <laughs> there is I'm as not more worry to bite it off. So no. Ah, you saw through my clever rules to get your sausage. Ah. I am too smart for you. No remorse. No remorse at all. Orn, it's going to be your turn. We're back up to the top. So what's up with the cannibals? Are they kind of giving up or? Two are down. Two look very, very wounded. One of them's trying to negotiate a a dick sucking to get his way out of here. Okay. (laughs) Well... Ah, that might help. The dude that's nearest to me, have him roll me a wisdom saving throw. Four. He does not make that. Mm Mm-mm. Okay. So what is it? It is... 4d6. So he's going to take 14 uh, psychic damage. And actually, I'm going to transmute that. Then what? I'm going to transmute it into... Let me see what I can transmute it into. Because I have one more sorcery point that I can spend to transmute the spell. I'm going to turn it to poison. Goud. Do you guys see the boys? Yeah. Remember that... And Tom. Go ahead. Remember that chick who could pop people's heads? The head popper yeah. chick? Yeah, 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 so this this uh, this cannibal just starts backing up and their head vibrates until it explodes outward and then acid just starts to eat the rest of their body as they start spinning on the ground in a pile of gore. They they did. And, and as my... Uh, and because, let's see, 5, 10, 15, he is within 30 feet of me. Yes. Um... My artifact kick, my Far Realm shard kicks in. Uh, that guy must make me a charisma saving throw. Natural one. He takes, let me see here. Oh, hold on. He takes nine psychic damage and is terrified of me. Looking over to you, he falls to his knees and... Grok, you think he's like trying to start like going at it? And he's just holding his head. He does not look... There's blood running down his nose and ears and eyes. He does not look good. And he, he's very wide-eyed. His bloody eyes are looking at you, Orn. He, he terrified. Anything else on your turn? 
Uh, that is all I can do on my turn. I think that was a lot. Grok, you're up. Right. And did I get healed? No. 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 So yeah, death saving so, throw time. Yeah. Right. Sounds simple enough. Ooh, okay, got oh, okay. Natural. Two natural deaths. Mark two, two failures under death saving throws. Right. Teratus, you see your buddy Grok on the ground bleeding out fast. What do you do? Uh, bonus action, uh, healing word. Give uh, a second. I will shave you. Uh, seeing that he's bleeding, uh, I think it's a good time to. <laughs> oh my god. No, I was going to heal him no matter what. God damn it. He roll uh he takes five uh hit points. Nice. And and as an action, because he said so, the acid I can throw at, at this creature as an action. Uh I have to make an improvised uh weapon. Weapon attack. Go ahead and make an improvised weapon attack. Oh my fucking god. Uh, that's a seven. Acid psh, splashes on the ground right next to him and it doesn't break out of the bottle. It's kind of click, clunk. <sighs> Why? Uh, going to stay close away his friends. There you go. Yeah, so you surround him. Grok, you come back into consciousness. You look over and you see. On their hands and knees, just barfing blood and gore on, uh, pretty much on your feet, is this cannibal, and it's all red because he's been eating blood and gore. Grok, uh, Grok stronger than he thought. <laughs> Grok, uh, one look is all it took. Dwar, it's your turn. Mm. Just gonna reach over and cast. Cure wounds on Gronk. <laughs> It'll be nine healing damage. Healing damage, dang. <laughs> That's a little. <laughs> nice. Alright, thank you. And then bonus action spiritual weapon. What up? Spiritual weapon! It's another seven to hit. Seven to hit? Yep. I think you have advantage, right? Why? So you're flanking? Um, spiritual weapons, not. Hmm. He's giving, also, you an, he's giving you an out, man. Just use it. I don't know. What do you say, Wookiee? I get advantage or not? Floating okay. spiritual weapon over there. Now you're completely surrounded him. You're just gang stomping this motherfucker. Yeah, go ahead and take advantage. 22. There yeah, 22 is. definitely hits. Uh, eight force damage. So this cannibal just through gasping, barfing of blood and gore as blood leaks out of his eyes and his ears. Please, please let me live. The hammer just starts beating him into the gore oh, fire. the wicked. <laughs> just gonna have like spiritual weapon like float into my hand as I slam it into his head. 
Yeah, he sinks into the ground. Now even... The ground is always wet here at Omu, but now it's sticky. And you're so no you're longer in combat. Flag, so you said the flight that ain't smoke, right? I'm sorry? The flask? Oh, no, it did not break. You still, you can walk over and pick up the flask. You still have eight flasks okay, of acid. thank you. Grok, 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 uh, think, uh, think he pulled his weight in that fight. <laughs> Or right, I, I do not, uh, I do not agree. It, sorry, I, I, I didn't notice you weren't on the way of the explosion. Didn't mean to. Grok, Grok understand, but uh, Grok think he's still dumb move, but you know, <laughs> not here to, not here to judge. Sorry. Anyway, Heals uh, you for like. No, 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 no. <laughs> because I mean, he, he feels he feels guilty. Okay. Uh, wait a second. All right. You heal for six. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, so much healing. Oh, sorry. Hey, he heals me as well. <laughs> How much am I being healed for? Let's see. Oh, eight. Well, I am better, not at max, but you know what? I am, I am able to at least take a hit. We are about to finish our long rest, so yeah. And now I think it's more close. Yeah, it's working. I'm beginning to shift. Orn, did you have a question? Oh no, should I, should I just I just kind of want to take the flu Just snap it <laughs> No, no, no You wouldn't want to do that Yeah, you don't want to do that Alright, so Dor, returning make... back to the enclosure You hunker down for the night getting Going off to get your long rest A little bit of Annoyance towards Grok for summoning the cannibals with his flute. While beautiful, definitely dangerous. Uh, Grok have no idea how cannibals found camp. (laughs) (laughs) Returning eventually one by one, you come back into the relative safety of the constructed earthen shelter and you all pass a long rest. Go ahead and uh, hit the long rest button. Get your HP back. Get your spell slots back. As the night passes uneventfully this time. Yeah, I'm going to be changing some spells around. I don't think I can change my spell. Let's see. And as you prepare for the day, you work through your magical spell books, getting them ready and preparing... What you need for combat, you see Salida, Feral, and Gondolo all out by the canoes, getting everything ready, making sure that the oars, nothing was tampered with, that the boats are still intact. They weren't sabotaged in any way. They seem sound. Just seems like these cannibals were coming straight in to catch themselves a little dinner. And having repelled them, you're all ready to continue making your way up the river Shoshin Star. Oh, I can change it when I do a long rest. I found it was the, it was a, 
when uh, I take a level. Let's go. Maybe we'll meet uh, the guy that we sent to Camp Righteous. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when, when, if we get there. Oh, as though if we get there, I'm. I feel so confident that. No. We use the term if. Well, you never know. Why? Why you have to be so pessimist? We handled that fight just well. Grokka. Agree that we fought them off. Yeah, we didn't die. He didn't get captured or devoured. You did nearly blow up Grok, though. That was not very smart. Okay, we're not going to get on the details. Uh, let's move. On. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, if you look at it, like who blew up who? Just saying. If you hit me with that explosive. Uh, I can get kind of like twirl my hammer. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can I can get you straight into your ass if you not stop speaking. <laughs> as you all kind of flex at each other, you feel yourselves become stronger as the level up energy consumes okay. you. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. Okay, we level up. Let's level go. up. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, actually, the meaning to do that. Like a session or two ago, but I kept forgetting. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, Level three was a oh. little bit too long. <laughs> Is it rolled health or max health? Uh, I usually roll, but um, yeah, please roll, actually. Okay. This uh, is Tomb of Annihilation. We're not going max health here. This is hard. It's hardcore mode. Hardcore. Yay, I'm. Five points. Hmm. Ooh, I get a feat. Yeah, you can get oh, yes. a feat. Like spellcast, uh, warcaster. <laughs> All right, let's see. Ah, oh, I roll a fucking one. Are you serious? Uh, he is serious. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I roll a one. But it's the plus four, monger. so it's, okay, it's plus four HP. It's still bad. The soulmonger calls out for you, Teradis. Oh. It wants to numb your soul. Oh, I guess I get plus two. So five, so it's 27 is my max health. Got it. Nice. All right, so you all pile into the boats and start rowing Ooh. up the river Shoshin Star. Go ahead, whoever's manning the survival check on each boat, please make survival rolls for me. As you got to make sure that you're pointed the right direction. Let's go, Max. Roll. Oh my God! Fuck you. Fuck yeah. Uh, why? Bro, I rolled yeah. so great. I rolled an eight and a seven for the first, and then I rolled a fucking one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Eight plus seven, fifteen. Wait. Eleven. Wait, I have to calculate. Wait. Wait. Hello? Oh, I'm at I'm at three thirty seven. Okay, that's fine. No, no. What's up, Orn? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Alright. What's up, Orn? Oh no. Nothing. 
Well, fine. Uh, who's manning these survival checks? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I probably should have done that uh, after last session so you didn't have to do it during this session. But as, yeah, as always, I'm a hack and a fraud. So I apologize uh, for being such a shitty shitberg. Now, who's manning it. these Who's manning these survival checks? Uh, I got a natural 20. Oh, never mind. <laughs> probably should use that. So we got in one boat, we got Teridus leading the way. Salida is available to make these survival checks, but uh, if anyone else would like to, more than Are welcome to. we making these survival checks this whole time when she could have been doing it? She made a couple when she was guiding you back from Fort Belrulian. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no, the God of Thunder isn't that wise this time. So there's a little bit of moment between uh, Dwar and Teridus. Uh, Dwar, you're pretty sure that that you need to go this way? And Teridus is like, no, we need to go this way. Not quite trusting Teridus after blowing up an ally. Like, uh, nah, mm-hmm. we're going this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. If uh, Grok could put in his two cents, uh, Teridus may have blown Grok up, but Grok know one thing. Teridus is a good boy. <laughs> All right. Wow, that does not sound creepy. And despite everything Teridus has done to Grok specifically, that I won't mention, Grok still trusts Teridus somewhat, so we should probably follow Teridus, maybe. I'm gonna have to agree He has yet to prove it to me. How does somebody learn unless we let them try? Look, I don't mean to step on your toes here, Dwar, but I have to agree with Grok and Teridus believe this is the way to south in which the river Shoshinstar runs. If we head back that way to the north, we'll be back in Port Nyanzaru, which I do not believe is our intended destination. I, this is weird to say, but I have them make a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess with advantage, since they're being aided. Made the persuasion check. Either Grok or Salida, either one. So Salida, oh, go ahead, Grok. Oh, okay. I'll, I guess I'll do it. Salida will help you out. Right. Oh, so I get advantage. Okay, that's good. Rolled advantage. That would have not been good. Okay, fourteen. Uh. Eh. All right. Fine. Question. Yes. Oh no. Never mind. I'm. I'm. I'm on the boat. Never mind. I'm not uh, on foot. Uh, I was asking. I was asking if I can get get stone. Uh, get uh, stone. You're trying to get stoned. You're making acid, and you're trying to get stoned <laughs> over here. This guy. Bro, this guy. No, that's pwned. Cat's tongue. Yeah. What so about it? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Make yes, me. Hmm. Make me a survival check as you look the shore of the River Shoshin Star as you guys start plying the waters north. That's a six. Nope. All you see is green. It's like this time of day where now the sun's up, it's bouncing off the water, and it's giving you a nasty glare. Hard to see. Yeah, you're on the boat. (laughs) 
I'm on a boat, motherfucker. On a motherfucking boat. So, the day, the morning, passes uneventfully as you continue to move up the still waters of the River Shoshin Star. Occasionally, you see the wildlife, an alligator, get eaten by a crocodile, getting eaten by a dinosaur. It's the beauty of nature. Always a bigger fish. Also, um, Diorodes is going to cast... Yeah, he's going to cast uh, Good Berries. Nice. Uh, yeah, on the way. And, uh, you gotta keep it until the body's, uh, in sustain of, uh, getting food. So, yeah. good, but how does good berry work again? I think you, like, roll and you determine how many good berries you get. Is that how it works? No, up to ten berries appears in your hand. And they are infused with magic for the duration. A creature that uses action to eat one berry. Each berry, uh, eating a berry is one hit points, and the berry provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. The berry loses their potency if they have not been consumed within 24 hours of the casting of the spell. So you hand and out some I- snacks, save the provisions that you have on the boat. Yeah, you're keeping yep. everyone going. Yeah, Feral and Gondolo are very eager. They take the good berries and they're like, oh, well, thanks, man. I was just starting to get a little peckish and, oh, boy, I mean, after defending. One itch. But are you sure that's going to be enough to fill me up? I mean, they're so small. Try it. Don't worry. All right. I was tempted to make a joke about eating your good berries, but all right, here, I'll just you guys continue up the river Shoshin Star uneventfully most of the day passes until in the distance you start to see a thin smoke trail rise above the tree line uh what (laughs) there is a thin trail of smoke rising up into the sky above the tree line as you continue to paddle up the river you become closer. You're you're getting closer to this thin trail of smoke. Hmm. Aren't aren't supposed to have a camp on the site? Uh. Well, let's see. Our last neighbors weren't too friendly. I say we approach this with cautious optimism. Grok mm. agree. Grok no want to be spit roasted on open fire. Yeah, let's just. Just take it uh, safely. Uh, unless, unless Grok is served with a side of honey, honey ham, and potatoes. I think Grok would make, Grok would probably make a good meal. Just he doesn't want to become a meal. They said I can provide it with my alchemy jug. I don't think he's going to be an issue. If you want honey, I can provide it just for you, my, my, my little big boy. Grok uh, keeps paddling and. Hopes that this isn't a camp of cannibals. Uh, are we all going to say that we approach it uh, stealthily? Right. Yeah. So you all beach your canoes, coming into the riverbanks, dragging them up into the foliage. You conceal them as you start making your way towards the thin trail of smoke rising up into the sky. You see that there's a large cliff face. 
that you get closer to that begins to poke its way up out of the jungle above the trees. I need you all to roll a stealth check as you approach the camp. That is a 21. Yay, 15. That leaves Grok and Dwar. Could I get a couple of stealth checks from you folks? Grok. Nice. Grok is very stealthy, very light on his feet. You are Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Predator. Yeah. Come on, kill me. Kill me now. Uh, come on, kill me. Kill me. Uh... Uh, door what was uh were you were you prepared i was just finishing adding my feet uh but i got a one a nat one a nat one a nat one i'm a wearing one? chain mail so a nat one a nat Big old one. jinky jank so as the rest of you very <laughs> stealthily and carefully make your way through the jungle avoiding vines anyway <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably be just be charging forth, cutting through with his hammer. <laughs> you all pick your ways very carefully through the jungle, and behind you, you hear snap, crack, pop, whoosh, whoosh, as the dwarf just slices their way brazenly through the jungle. But more of you being quiet than than the others, you successfully come across into this camp without being noticed. And upon this abandoned riverside camp, you see strewn about in front of you, wreckages everywhere. This tent that unfolds in front of this small clearing on the side of the river Shoshin Star, beneath this huge, maybe 100, 200 feet tall cliff, you see these tents are destroyed. It's wreckage. They're moldy, tattered, and all the permanent structures appear to have been burned to the ground. Two intact rowboats are tied off on a short dock. And to the north of the camp is a ridge that you've been seeing as you approach. Built into this ridge is an 80-foot-tall stone statue carved to look like a man with a crocodile on his back. Between the statue's feet is a stone archway leading into a dark tunnel. To the left of the statue is a crude animal pen with a small, panicked bird running around inside. There is no other signs of life as you pass the perimeter of the forest into the camp. Grok find this interesting. Grok think must have been battle here. Uh, Grok will stroll up to the bird and speak to animals and see why the bird is panicking. Oh god! Oh god, the animal alive! Oh my god, the animal alive! They're all hey. dead and they got eaten! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Hey! Yeah. Hey! Yeah! What happened here? It came out of the jungle, man! It's like a whole horde of those motherfucking undead! And they just ate everybody! Oh my god! Oh god, they ate them, bro! And you... You were spared? That, Bob. I mean, maybe they didn't. Maybe, uh, I was kind of like trying to just chill out and hope they didn't notice me. I was like, land low, bro. Grok find this interesting. 
Can you fly, little bird? Yeah, I can fly! Rock find you useful. Meanwhile, Dwar is just going to be walking right into the camp to check things out. <laughs> yeah, or you see like all these tents. There's some Hello? of the tents are a little bit bigger. Some of the other tents are a little smaller. There's like a, a command tent kind of looking thing where probably someone important was, but it's just been smashed and it's on the ground now. Um, yeah, it's, uh, essentially. Oh, uh, let me get you guys a map. Yeah. I think this is it. Oh my god. This is yeah. a big map. Damn. So if you would please go ahead and place yourselves on the map. Yeah, you essentially see rows and rows of these collapsed tents that are probably used to shelter some soldiers. You see there's a pen in which Grok is currently talking to a, a very frazzled animal, but seems to be calming down a little bit now that Grok's talking to it. I think our tokens are a little big. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it, yeah, it's gonna be close enough. Oh, nice. This is a nice map. So the empty is empty, right? You? Well, make a perception check. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, that is it, and uh, it's empty. Make a I can make a D4. Let's see. Let's see if that saved me. Yes, a 14. 14? Yep, you look around. The only sign of life that you see is this bird that's trapped in the cage. Alright, what's. What? in the tent that is over here. Little tent right there? Yeah. You go to this little tent, and much like the other ones, you see that it has been slashed. There are these huge rips in the canvas. Maybe some kind of claw or weapon. And the entire thing, this the fabric is beginning to disintegrate. You see that there's this mold this yellowy mold that is beginning to cover the entire surface of this canvas. He tries to look if, like, anyone left things inside the tent. Hello? Derp, 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 derp. Okay. I thought I was... I was muted. <laughs> no, no, we're looking in the tent... So, how are you looking inside this tent? Like, there's a... Essentially, just like a bunch of piled canvas on the ground. Are you, like, lifting up the canvas and trying to get a good look inside? Uh, see if there's anything use, uh, useful in there. Like, weapon, gold, or, uh... Uh, flowers. do 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 so you lift up the canvas and looking inside the tent, all you see is like some rancid bedrolls. Everything in there is just like what an average soldier would carry on them in the field. You don't see anything valuable. There's nothing 
Like even the the water containers has been smashed. All the food rations are all rotted, and anything that looks like it might be of value is either already been extracted. But yeah, there's nothing there that's actually valuable for you to. It's uh, just very basic stuff for for a camp follower. Can I? See how many days the uh, the rations were rotten. It it seems like maybe like a two or three day uh, provision of rations. It does not seem particularly like well supplied, and maybe there was more at some point. But everything in here looks like it was it had gone so far bad it wasn't worth taking. Alright. Uh sit out that this can be all the uh the says Ah what happened here? So strange. And as you're looking inside the tent, this yellow dust, almost like gold sparkling in the sunshine, comes down and starts to coat you in a very thin film. Would you be so kind as to make a constitution saving throw, please? Oh my god. Instant death spores. Common. <laughs> These are it's common okay. in the in the Schultz. Oh, natural uh, twenty. Let's go. Nice. So you take. I take damage. Twelve points of poison damage. All right. I will literally cast absorb element. <laughs> Reduce that to how many? So you had 12 points of poison damage. That would reduce it to 6 if you're resistant. Yeah. I also takes it to literally not take as many damage as I want. Uh, I take 3 poison damage as I guess I'm so embarrassed. Uh, and who the fuck put me that fucking spore on me? So this was the yellow mold that was coating the entire surface of the canvas, and as you lifted it up to get a better look inside, it kind of poofed it off into the air. You are not poisoned. All right, I will literally you succeeded. cast... Uh, I will cast Dreadcraft to literally put this spore out of uh, the fucking camp. So you spend the next 15, 20 minutes going around the camp and banishing all of the patches of yellow mold that you see that have grown throughout the cab, the camp. And you see that the yellow mold has creeped from the river up into the camp. And it's pretty much taken over most of the camp at this point. But you go through and very methodically banish with druidcraft all of the mold that has begun to infest this abandoned camp. What are the rest of you doing? Also, uh, I want to... Uh, anali- uh, analyze this kind of poison as I put it into a little spot. Go ahead and add one vial of yellow mold to your inventory. Uh, okay, no. is going to unabashedly oh. be searching through. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait. Okay, uh, one vial of yellow mold poison? Yellow mold. That's all you got is one vial of yellow mold. Not yellow mold poison, just yellow mold. Uh, the vial of antitoxin that you provide me, was it for this? 
kind of poison? Well, this kind of effect? I don't remember. Uh, you said yellow vine poison, but I think ah, it's different. Yellow mold. Yellow vine and yellow mold are different. Mold. All right. Can I... I thought, wait. No, I cannot make an antitoxin. Uh, can I try to make an antitoxin of it? Absolutely. It's going to take some time, though. Is that what you're spending your time doing? Uh, yes. All right. So you take out your alchemy kit and you begin to start trying to make an antitoxin to the yellow mold. Door? Could I keep... Yes. Uh, Grok, yes. No, no, no. Yeah, it should be Door's turn. I mean, unless you want it. I just wanted to continue talking to this bird. Sorry. <laughs> it's um, just... Uh, finish your stuff with the bird. Yeah. Right? No, it's fine. Uh, uh, I'm done. So you can go. Okay. So, um... Uh, Grok's, um... Grok's like... Would you... Would you like to join... Me... On adventure? Me feed you... And you help me along? Yeah, you don't have to stay in this dingy camp. Alright. I like, um... Alright, I like the idea of this food. Yeah, go ahead and just get me out of here, man. Good, good. And, um... Grok, uh... Dusts off his shoulder. Grok, think you sit on shoulder. It's best for everyone if I look cool. Do you just... Do you just brush your shoulders off, bro? Grok, no want, you know, uh dirt when you sit on shoulder, which you are going to do, unless you don't want to. But Grok think you should. Alright, um, I totally will. Just, uh, you know, you could, uh, maybe open the door or break apart some of these, these bamboo Brad, pieces Grok so I get out of here. Smashes the door with his maw. Yeah, doesn't take too much work. Yeah, you make a short work of the bamboo. And as soon as a hole is big enough for this creature to get out, the axe beak flies out of the cage and off into the forest. Oh. Ah, fuck you, bro! Get out of here! You stupid alligator! <laughs> Grok feels betrayed. Grok has never been hurt in, like this in his whole life. Except except when his wife died, but... Except then. But this, since this then... Is, this is comparable to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is yep. comparable. Oof, man. One yeah, to one. Grok is reeling. Grok is Grok's gonna sit down for a little bit actually. He's <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta soak this in. Damn man, like Oof. what is life? Dwar, what are you doing? Uh so Dwar is just walking up this with and just using his hammer to clear anything out of the way. So one of these larger tents, huh? Yeah. How many are we on the party uh, just just asking? Seven. Seven? Alright. It takes two <laughs> good berries and eat it <laughs> to gain some hit points. <laughs> Alright. So, brazenly, you head into one of these larger tents and you immediately realize that these are the command tents. This is where the commander of the field, the veterans, their, their non-commissioned officers would have gathered to plan their defenses of the camp as well as any kind of expeditions out into the surrounding jungle. There is a little bit nicer furnishings, a little more space than you've seen in some of the just the solo camp. Some of the uh, the tent that was revealed by Teradus as you walked by, you notice that this one has table, this one has a little bit nicer of some accommodations. 
Go ahead and roll a d6 for me as you're smashing through this canvas and like lifting things up. The yellow mold has been wiped away and is in this like billowing cloud that kind of moves off deeper into the jungle. Does not pose a threat to you as you continue to examine the remains of these larger tents. Is that a one on the on the d6? No, it's a five. Five. Gotcha. Yeah, so you overturn one of these bedrolls and this nasty huge looking snake looks at you and then begins to slither off in the other direction that's right you leave thought better of it but yeah that's what you find you guys find a completely ruined camp all the tents nobody in them Uh, this is boring I'm going up to the biggest statue I'm going to head up the stairs. As we begin walking up the statue, there's a little bit of a staircase until you get to the feet. And as you scale onto the first platform, Salida, at your side, is kind of looking up at this huge statue of a person with a crocodile on their back. And she begins to have like a wistful expression on her face. Crocodile. Do you know the person? Every Chilton knows this story. In the early days of the world, man stood by the banks of the river frightened. Crocodile raised his head from the waters and asked, What troubles you, cousin man? Man said, I must cross the river, but I fear to enter the water alone because it teems with your brethren. Crocodile replied, It's true, you would not be safe, but I will carry you across the river safely on my back. If you promise to return the favor, man agreed and the crocodile bore him safely across the water. When they reached the far bank, man asked, how can I repay you? And the crocodile replied, I wish to see the realm of humans, but I fear to go there alone because it teems with your brethren. You must carry me on your back across your realm. Man had been tricked, but a promise is a promise. So he carried the crocodile safely on his back across the entire realm of humans, a journey that lasted many years. He also swore, in his anger, that never again would man and crocodile be friends. And so it has remained to this day. That seemed like a rather appropriate exchange. I do not know why he was upset. I think it's because his journey ended up lasting years, which is a bit out of proportion to the a few minutes it took the crocodile to take. Look, I, I'm not saying that it's, it's a children's story. I'm sure that the lesson isn't exactly uh, cut and dry. I okay. don't really think that's why crocodiles and men don't get along. No, one is a natural predator that eats meat. The other is man. Oh, I thought you were talking about the... Okay, yeah, right. No, that way. Well, most mortals are not very strong, and so the crocodile wins with their big gnashing teeth. I'll give it to you there. The crocodile definitely has big teeth, but... Okay, you know what? I feel like I'm I'm not going to win this argument. You're right. Crocodile, predator, man, man not strong. Right, right. Men are still strong. But in a 1v1, a crocodile would probably win. 
Unless you're me. Right. God of Thunder wouldn't stand a chance any of these crocodiles against you. Right, right. Um, so, so this is a weird shrine. Uh, yes. I think it like raises up. Uh, what, what is this? And as you look up into the shrine, you can see these tiered levels as you get to the archway of the tunnel. Looking up past the feet, there is a room directly in front of you. And then there's about a seven foot tall wall or like a ledge that raises up to the next level. And it continues back for a certain amount of distance. And then it raises up again in another about seven foot tall wall. And it just looks like a terraced a terraced set of rooms, almost like a wedding cake or or like a set of stairs that go up in these huge increments. Mm. That would be difficult to climb. Hmm. Yes, maybe it'd take two of us to kind of help each other up. Might not just be something that we could jump up, especially for you. Not saying that you're not powerful what are you and all playing? Vertically challenged compared to some of the rest of us. You are correct, but I don't like it being pointed out. Look, we're, we're trying to deal with the realities of this, this particular shrine. I don't think we should mince words. The rest of these, what the rest of these chuckle fucks doing? Hey, assholes! Trying to go up into the shrine here. Trying to give us a hand or what? Dicking around. Brock, mm-hmm. how tall is the wall? Slowly makes his way over. <laughs> Dragon eels. So there's this first room. The first room is about 23 feet high. Oh, this will stop what he's doing as he hears the conversation with Dorian. The other guy, you're still certain. Torita. Torita. Whatever. (laughs) The woman. Salida, your guide, who you are very respectful to because she's been helping you navigate through the jungles of Omu. Correct, yes, her. It's 20 feet to the first platform. So this first room, you can see because the sunlight of the jungle is spilling into this first chamber. And the tunnel continues about 20, 30 feet before it reaches a wall, which is about seven feet tall. Oh, okay. Seven feet tall. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Grok. <laughs> yeah. Could you throw me up there? Uh, why? Why does it even matter? <laughs> Just... <laughs> because I want to go up there. 
Thank you, your assistance is most, most appreciated. Grog uh, takes him by the sides and goes, One, <laughs> two, <laughs> three, and tries to heave him up there. Okay. World of Warcraft. Can you use this music? No. Copyright. Well, it's been long enough. The copyright might actually be over. Oh, I don't know about that. Long enough. I mean, Warcraft is—it's only like twenty years old, isn't it? (laughs) Oh no, I'm old. Oh no. I mean, copyright. Um, Copyright has been goes to over. Sometimes even a hundred years at some points. In the case of Mickey Mouse, that is. But that's because Disney lawyers, you know, they got they got their greedy mitts all over Mickey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course not anymore. No, they uh, No, they still have it. Also, you know, the original is gonna go into the public domain. Yeah. Not Disney can not not without a fight. <laughs> I don't know. There hasn't been much said on Disney trying to fight for the original. Anyway, do you need Grok to make a strength check? Well, I'll say this much. If (laughs) Mickey goes in, then their entire mainline franchise does too. Well, technically it's only the original Mickey Mouse version, so like the newer one with the red overalls and stuff is still safe, technically. Oh, then never mind. Yeah, they're not going to touch that. Talk about Mickey. They don't do... Mickey All right. Is, yeah. yeah. So, Grok, you're throwing Dwar, right? Yes. Yes. Go ahead and make a strength check as you heave Dwar up into the second level. No problem. Uh, 23. You uh, dwarf toss? Wait, no, that's not. Gonna right. have to toss me. <laughs> Don't was... tell the elf. <laughs> So think of that. Okay, yeah. Right across, you make it up onto this higher platform, and what you see in front of you is a very similar to the level below you. It's about a 20-foot square platform, and directly across, if you make that 20 feet over to the other side, the tunnel continues upward. There is another 7-foot wall, that if you scale it seems like it continues up and forward I actually don't have rope does anybody have rope ah I know do you want me to uh bust it up yeah no problem uh if he can he's going he's going to cast a fucking catapult (laughs) (laughs) I think the rope is too heavy for that. Uh, one to five pounds. Uh, so yeah, a rope. Uh, Hemp rope is pretty heavy. It's how it's heavy? ten pounds. Fuck. Oh darn. Yeah. I could cut it in in half. I mean, you probably. I only need like ten feet. It's only probably... seven foot height. Oh, no. Yes. Wait, it's seventy foot high. Uh, seven. Seven, seven, not seventy. Seven. Okay. 
they you try to toss you the rope with uh, like it's gonna attach to a rock and fucking swing to you. Catch the rope. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna take the immovable rod I was given, just because I was a dwarf. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna click it, and I'm gonna tie the rope around it and drop the other end down so they can climb up. Nice. And effectively, we can just uh, rinse and repeat up until we get to the top. Alright. Uh, it's gonna climb up and uh, go to your section. Have Grok keep lifting me up to the next platform. I'll use the immovable rod so we can get up to the next and just keep going. Let's go. All right, so all four of you make your way onto the ledge of this second platform. So you're looking down, you see the feet of the statue below you, and then you look up across this 20 foot room to the next level. What's the marching order here? Uh, I'm, very I'm standing very... behind. Mm-hmm. Smart. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll go in front. I'm going first. Cause I'm heading this journey. Oh, there's no right. problem. I'll so Grok, Dwar, you go ahead and both start making your way across the room. And as you do so... Oh, first, as Grok is seeming to be in a a funk. Just gonna kind of grab him, pull him down to my level. Just give him a light smack, like, "Hey, pull yourself together." What this man do? Bird. What about it? It's a bird. Yeah. The bird. The bird. It. It, le- it left. They're wild animals. Yeah, they do. I know. I know. So I then, why are you like this? What I thought we were friends. It, it, it you see, just like met. Just... Grok forms emotional attachments very easily. He's just, just gonna pull out some uh, the alchemy jar. He's gonna pour some honey on the bowl and says, "Hey, it's okay. Look, I got honey for you. Does that make you feel more happy?" Just bear oh, with honey. Me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Teridus, Dwar, and Grok, as you try and uh, all cheer Grok up and make your way across the room, you suddenly feel like you're falling as the uh, do- as the floor drops out from underneath you, and you all fall 20 feet into a pit. Uh, Grok, Grok's going to catch himself on the ledge. Athletics check. Easy, because Grok's really good at athletics. Uh... You know, I'm going to roll that with advantage because I got the lucky feet just now. And I don't need to roll because Featherfall. All right, 21. If only I had Featherfall. Um... <laughs> I was going to say that, Orin, you were holding back on the ledge. And as the floor drops out, you are on this narrow, like, three-foot ledge that surrounds this room. Grok, you extend, like, fully in the air, doing some Nidra Neometric shit, and you grab onto the ledge. Teridus, you float down, however, um, Dwar, you're going to take five points of bludgeoning damage as you drop down into this pit. Uh, can I cast it for everyone? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Featherfall affects up to five creatures. Up to five falling creatures, so... <laughs> there you go. 
How long does that last? Uh, Just until uh, you touch the ground, right? Yeah, until I touch the ground. A minute or until I touch the ground. Yeah. Gotcha. And how many times... What level spell is that? Is it cantrip? No, it's the first level. It's the first level spell? All right, so mark that off. Yeah, yeah. No worries. All right. So, yeah, you all float down until you touch the bottom of this 20-foot pit. You are now 27 feet below... Well, you're 20 foot below a little ledge that's below, that rings this room, and then there's a seven foot tall wall to get up to the next level. This is slightly more difficult. Ah, I want to waste my time with this as he chugs his, his, uh, uh, his potion of light. He goes across the the thing. Potion of flight? You had a potion of flight? Yeah, fly. No, right, so Teridus is flying. Don't remember you making that. Hey, I I can have it for one hour, don't worry. Don't worry about it. I made it when you weren't looking, DM. Don't worry about it. Well, once you start flying, I'm just going to hand you the... The movable rod and the rope. Alright. He, he gets the the uh, uh, the immovable rod, like I said, at a certain point that he can cross with the, a 50 length of rope, and uh, yeah, gonna cross uh, across it. There you go. Alright, uh, so that's gonna put you right here. All right. To get you up to the next level. So you place the immovable rod, tie it off, and the rest of you are able to successfully come up out of the pit onto the second level. And I grab the immovable rod and I take it with me. So, Teridus, you start to cross the room. Is anyone moving with Teridus as he makes his way across this room? And very similar to the previous room... It's about 20 feet square with a 23-foot tall ceiling. It's about a 20-inch or 20-foot cube that you are moving, and these terraced cubes go all the way up and continue in this stair-like fashion upwards. I'll let him go across first. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you sure? Flying. Grok, Orn, do you want to go with uh, with Teridus as he goes across this room? Huh? Do you? Rock has probably learned his lesson. I think he's probably going to stay behind. I think, honestly, Teridus could probably just finish this right now and just go all the way up and see what's up there. Yeah. Is that what you're doing, Teridus? Oh, I want to look up before I go, I go there. So you're just going to the next level and you're placing the immovable rod and letting out the, the hempen rope? Yeah. All right, so you cross this second room up to trying to get to the four, or excuse me, crossing the second room, you try to get up to the third level. When you hear, shing, 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 make a dexterity saving throw as these scythes sweep out of the wall and try and cut you into tiny pieces. Oh, damn. All right. That's a 
It's not a bad roll. No. <laughs> so you save. No, you save. All right. Darn, never mind. All right. Eight, five, twelve. Wow. Wow. Rolled so damn high. Rolled three eights on these d8s. Nice. So that's going to be 30 slashing damage reduced to 15 as these blades slice through the air and cut you pretty pretty good. You're able to dodge a lot of them, but they, they get you a little. They give you a little nick. Okay, so I went by door and says, I'll go there. <laughs> so you're successfully able to get up to the third floor, place the immovable rod, as well as tie off the hempen rope. Your companions still on the second floor. I'm gonna... So what exactly happened when he went across? Yeah, I don't quite understand what just happened. So basically he went across, then he triggered a trap, and then two giant sides came out of either side of the wall and, and sliced him up real good. I we said I want to, I want to expect that. I said I want to expect, but I guess I wasn't heard, but that's okay. Right, say that again, Teratus. Uh, they wanted to expect the rope, but that's okay. I'll you wanted to check for traps. I see. So yeah. that's going to be a perception check. So when you'd like to check for traps, I didn't. I did not catch that. Uh, that's my bad. Yeah. That is a. Actually, go ahead and make a perception check as you look around the room you're currently in. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. So. On this section of the hall, you see, once again, a seven-foot-high ledge on the other side of this room. And on the ground, there is a floor that's tiled by a four-by-four pattern of squares. All right. I cast magic bubbles and try to activate the trap. (laughs) What's magic bubbles do? Uh, It is a boulder section, and I control the... It, it's a bubble like a fucking rock <laughs> to activate the trap you can throw it at the range of 60 feet and what are you throwing these rock bubbles at at the section you set on the floor so what you see on the floor are these tiles it's yeah. a 16 foot cube room and so there are four tiles going forward and four to the side to create 16 tiles total yeah I wrote I wrote the bevel on the sixth on the first row of tiles then the second and the third to see what what uh, which one is activating is activating it Okay. Uh, I can guess. I can guess up to three bubbles, but I can do it again and show the fourth one. <laughs> it will take me twelve seconds. <laughs> you want me to retrieve my damage? <laughs> and I got. <laughs> no. So you cast these magic bubbles, and these rocks roll onto the first row of tiles. And you immediately feel heat 
flames erupt out of the walls as you are completely engulfed in fire. Please make a dexterity saving throw. I'm staying behind. What the fuck? Room in fire. I don't move into fire. I stay in place and I throw the bubble. That's what I'm doing. I'm staying in place. I'm, Are you I'm, still I'm... in the room? <sighs> Get out of the fucking room and fucking throw. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dexterity saving throw. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> 22. 22? Yes. You take... You take 11 points of fire damage. 22 right. reduced by half. So 11 right. total. I, I, I absorb element. 5 damage. Now I step out of the fucking room. <laughs> and do that again. Are the rest of you climbing up from the second floor up into the third floor? Or are you going to stay down there for a while? Uh, seeing the flames, I'll wait for a second. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you back out. You fly back down to the second room. This is kind of like a terraced staircase. So there's not like... There's not a way for you to... Uh, there's not a way for you to like fly back and keep eyes on the room. Like there's only three, the ceiling is 23 feet for each of these rooms below the uh, tiled room that you're in or that you're looking at right now that you place the immovable rod in. So there's only like a three foot gap. If you want to move back into one of these previous rooms for you to see what's happening in the room that you're trying to look at this tiled room. So if you want to, like, fly back into the second room with the blade size, um, yeah, in fact, positioning, where are, where's Dwarf Grok and, and Orn standing in the second room? I'm just flying Against the wall to, up to the third. So you cross the second room. Yes. All right. So Grok, did you cross the second room? Grok. First, uh, the second room. So no, he didn't cross. So Grok's hanging back on the ledge of the second room, has not crossed the yeah, blade Grok trap. Ain't going any further. No, <laughs> I. This says fuck that place. I'm not sure what. No, I'm not sure. So just fuck that place. Tardis is out of here. I I cannot understand. Honestly, whatever's up there can't be that good. No, that's why. (laughs) I'm I'm going to kind of back away, but I'm not leaving. I'm going to see if there's anything I can do or there's any way I can solve things. I'm going to fucking go into that. Is there any writing at all? I don't know. Going to that place. You know what? No. You know what, Grok? Grok's gonna be like, you know, <laughs> this is the be- my best chance I got. He's gonna rage and just go full send it through the whole thing. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. So, uh, Orn, as you go back outside and you start looking at the different hieroglyphs and the inscription, the Sanskrit on the on the feet and the different artistry, you and Salita start trying to look for clues on how to navigate this trap shrine. 
as Grok just starts charging up through the uh, <laughs> through the traps. So you, you cross. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge that you're getting hurt, you're not getting hurt. <laughs> so Grok, the blades open up as you go across, as do they with you, Dwar. Hmm. That is going to be 48. 11 plus 12. So that's going to be 23 points of slashing damage to each of you. Reduced down to 11 for you, Grok, as you're raging. Right. And you climb up the rope that (laughs) is leading up to the tiled room and getting on the ledge of the tiled room. The tiled room sits before you. What do you do? There are... Run straight through it! <laughs> the flames <laughs> engulf the room. <laughs> it's going to be 4d10. Nine. Eighteen. 26 fire damage reduced wait is that reduced when you're raging I don't think it is yeah it is is. because I have I have bear heart (laughs) 13 points of damage to Grok bear totem and yeah you find you find yourself at the opposite wall of uh, of the tiled room there is a 7 foot ledge before you what's your strength I just jump. Uh, 18. Yeah, I think your high jump might be um, just leap. I'm high jumping it, bro. I think it's half your strength score. Is your high jump? So if it's 18 and 8, or 16 and 8 feet. Yeah, I, just, I just jump it, man. <laughs> no problem. You jump up to this l- small ledge, 7 feet above you. And as you kind of like rock back and forth trying to catch your balance, there is about one or two feet of a ledge here and a door. I smash the door open. You you smash your hand on the door. Nope, it does not maul. give. My maul. Yep, okay, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. You smash your maul onto this door. It is made of wood and so does not budge. What's your strength? 18. Okay, so you your high jump is 7, exactly. Perfect. Okay. It's 3 plus strength modifier. Oh, cool. Nice. So yeah, um... Grok, still raging, but he's like, It's not smashable. And then he goes for the door handle to see if that'll open it. No door handle. There uh-huh. is there is a pattern on this door. Now that you're now you're seeing red, but you you go for the door handle, so you're trying to think it through. There is a square, there's a grid on this door. And seems like four of the sixteen squares on this door are blacked out. Okay, but I didn't see that. Okay, thanks. It was above you. You would have had to... I was in the room. Cross, 
You would have had to cross the third room up to the ledge, and you would actually have to get on the ledge to see the pattern on the door, unless unless you were just a little bit taller than you are. Maybe if you were like... Ray's flying. Yeah, I was flying. <laughs> like, okay. Well, you gotta specify. Alright, All right, so... Uh, oh my looks god, at do I have to always and say that I specify that he, I'm always flying? Okay. And he pokes the four black squares out of the 16. See if that works. You poke the squares, nothing happens. The squares on the door... You poke them, they don't budge. There's no click, there's no give. The squares that set off the fire, is it when Grok stepped on them that... Yes. Okay. Grok, no. Don't know this. We're a smart person would need one. What are you seeing, Grok? There's pattern. 16 squares, 4 blacked out. Uh, I'm gonna count the squares in my room. There are 16. There are 16 down here. Where are the blacked out ones? Where are the blacked out ones? You two communicate. I'm having trouble telling the actual pattern and the module here, so I'm just gonna say you, you two figure it out. You communicate what the squares are, and you go ahead and press them, Dwar, as Grok calls them out to you. And as you do so, there's a little bit of moment of like, please don't barbecue me, and uh, you press it, and no fire comes out of the walls. And as you finish the pattern, and you press the last square, the door (laughs) opens up in front of you, Grok. Grok charges in. Hold up. Help me up. <laughs> wait, wait. Grok, he goes and stops in his tracks and goes back. And then, uh, I'm guessing you're giving me the immovable rod and the rope yeah, situation. Yeah, okay. it up. Yeah, he tosses it up. Uh, he, Grok puts it where it needs to go. You just climb up. Good. As soon as you climb up, Grok goes, Aah! into the room. The floor of this dusty 40-foot high, 20-foot wide chamber is lit by dinosaur bones. Oh, not lit. It's littered with the dinosaur bones. Of the bones of the dinosaurs. Webs stretch from the walls to a 30-foot tall center pillar, coiled around which is a narrow stone staircase. Its steps covered with dust. Carved into the pillar are reliefs of a man carrying a crocodile. The reliefs follow the stairs to the top of the pillar, on which sits a large, beautiful ceramic jug. Nice. Okay, so the the pillar itself is 30 feet high, right? And then you said there's a staircase that leads to the top, and at the top there's a jug. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, then (laughs) Grok. And charges up the stairs. Is there right. way, another way out of this room? No, it just looks like you look around this room. Seems completely blocked off other than the light that you're bringing into the space. There's no openings. There's no windows. It's just the, the way back that you found. A new hand oh. touches the jug. 
jug. The jug is called. So, Grok, you storm up the stairs. As soon as your foot hits the third step. Nothing happens that I can continue on. (laughs) (laughs) You feel the air electrify the ozone. You can taste it for a split second before... Make a dexterity saving throw as this lightning rips out of the staircase and shocks you. I'm going to use lucky on that. 15? 15? Mm-hmm. That saves. Oh, good. Then I just keep going. <laughs> Seven. Uh, 15, 23. 24 points of lightning damage reduced down to 12. You hit the 10th step. And once again, you feel... Wait, wait, wait. okay. Uh, that's <laughs> terrible. That's not good. <laughs> Why would they electrify so many steps? I mean, what are they protecting? I wish we had somebody that could fly right now. <laughs> well, good thing that the end they want me to fucking say that I was going to fly, so he step out of the fucking game and get out of love flying and gather things to search around instead. Well, and I think I have to take full responsibility because I didn't say it. Wow, <laughs> wow, and I so... don't, and I don't. I don't plan this to literally f- access it to it for 10 minutes. Like I said, I was going to fly for for 10 minutes, but okay. Uh, I suppose I have to be cl- uh, clarified next, next time. So fuck off. <laughs> so Grok, as you move up these stairs, you're knocking a lot of the dust off. And as you like take a second to look at each of the stairs, You look back down at the third step where you got shocked and you see that there's a glyph on the step beneath the Uh, dust. Okay. At this point, Grok's probably out of his rage by now anyway. Um, So he's like, hmm. When step on glyph, Grok, Grok shock. (laughs) (laughs) No step on glyph, Rock. Grok no shock. Grok step over rock. So he clear he kind of gives it all his breath and he tries to blow on these stairs, trying to blow all the dust away, see if there's any glyph rocks approaching him as he just, you know, step by step. <laughs> Takes you a few minutes, but you're able to successfully vacuum off air dust all the steps and you do catch the remaining lightning glyphs and stepping over those steps you make your way all the way around the circular staircase up to the top and retrieve the alchemy jug that's placed here oh cool it's another we got another alchemy jug that I already have Uh, Grok looks at it (laughs) it's a good jug remind Grok of friend jug very good jug could be useful to have two of them. Very useful, indeed. Grok, now oh, come back. Grok, come back down now. Grok, very tired. 
Grok, as you turn on your heels, you hear... Can you make a dexterity saving throw, please? Sure. As the 50. temple... 50? 5 Wow. No, f- 15. <laughs> Thank you. You do save as these pieces of the temple begin to rain down around you at the removal of the jug. You take five... Nine points of bludgeoning damage as some of these bricks and pieces of the statue slam into you. Rock is down. Oh no! Uh, is Grok within sixty feet of me? Yes. Healing word. I get knocked down, but I grok up again. And my healing word is thunder. <laughs> Seven points of health. Nice. Grok gets back up. Run, Grok. <laughs> Grok in a f- uh, runs back down the steps, careful to not trip on any of these electrified glyphs. With the jug? With the jug, of course, yes. Okay. Yeah. Luckily, he's strong enough that I'm sure that won't impede him much. All right, you run down, you get to the end of the treasury, and you're about to make your way past through the door back down to the tiled room. What do you do? Grok remember getting singed in this particular room. Grok, think of a solution. If we take the ones that I stepped on to get across safely, I think we'll be alright. Grok, think that's a good idea. You lead the way. Alright. We will do that. Crossing across the very specific pattern that was on the door... You do not activate the flames, and the other Thunderwave spell that would have pushed you from the fourth level through the other two levels. And successfully make your way back down onto the second floor with the blade size. Mm. Is there anything unique about this floor? Take a look around. Nothing. We, we have no time. Grok, have wonderful idea. What? Grok, throw you and Jug across the room. Grok then goes through blades. Grok, die. You bring Grok back. <laughs> you do know uh, that you've seen the blades come out of the walls a few times now. Where these slits in the walls are. We might just be able to time it. They only pass once. There are a series of blades. They pass directly from, like, right to left or left to right. There are multiple of these long slits that run the walls of this particular room. Is there gaps between them? There are a little bit of gaps, yes. All right. So instead of doing that and potentially getting both of us killed, we can maybe move in each of the blades. Grok, not that dexterous. You think Grok could get through blades? Maybe. I'm not very dexterous either. Well, Grok, need remind you that the building is collapsing around us. We must act quickly. Right. Um... Oh, Grok, Grok have a wonderful idea. Immovable rod. Grok, you block blades. 
They come from different directions. You you block some blades? It's, it's not very long, maybe a foot across. You do realize, Dwar, that you would be able to place the immovable rod in between one of these slits and then move on to the next one and then repeat that. Kind of like what you were doing with the movable rod and the rope. Uh, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> hey, when the DM gives you a perfect solution. <laughs> barbarian, good suggestion. I mean, you're not allowed to have those, but thank you, Rock. <laughs> no, yeah, and... Yeah, so using the expeditiously the immovable rod, you place it in front of each one of the blades as they are about to shing, they tick, get caught on the immovable rod. You're able to lower yourself down into the pit on the second level, and then, oh, well, you're in a 20-foot pit now. Yeah, so you're you're in a 20-foot well, pit. Is there a you're ledge lo- around the pit, or is the entire floor just lowered? There is a ledge around the pit, you're right. So lowering yourself onto the ledge around the pit, you're able to kind of shuffle your way out of the shrine and you meet back with Orn. We did it. Grok got treasure. And looking inside the jug, Grok, you see that the alchemy jug is just full of platinum. Grok rich! Grok rich! (laughs) How much platinum? There's 200 platinum pieces inside of the jug. Grok rich! Grok's wildest dreams have come true! Grok not sharing a piece with the government! (laughs) (laughs) Then how about with the god of thunder that helped you? (laughs) Grok, Grok suppose, Grok suppose there's enough to go around. Is there a... It can be a thing? Like there's 200 uh, platinum pieces? Grok make make proposition though Uh, Platinum heavy Grok could haul it for Whole group I am the god of thunder I can carry my own money Grok Grok, uh, See no problem with that Can I investigate the alchemy jug If he's going to pour Out of it You're investigating The alchemy jug for what can I sense if it is a alchemy jug or it's just a like it's a little bit different from yours it is a functioning alchemy jug you recognize the incantation enchantment on it uh huh yeah uh it maybe a little bit um I mean you look at the craftsmanship it is exquisite but it seems to be of a different lineage than your own what lineage is it well Yours is more of a, like an artificer with, uh, you use Draconic and some of the more old magics. This seems to be, I mean, you see some of the iconography of the god Abdao. You see that there is a more druidic and natural influence on this alchemy jug, but should work all the same. Sure. Does it work the same as mine? Yes. Okay. Grok propose. You take hundred. Grok take hundred. Listen, Grok. I'm more interested into that alchemy jug of yours. Uh, can I take it? You take alchemy jug. Me and God of Thunder take money. Good deal. All right. Thank Uh, you. I will take the one hundred. 
is there's 200, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're splitting. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, can he go attuned to the alchemy jug if he requires attunement? I don't know. Does the alchemy jug require attunement? No, but I kind of sense it is a different one that can pour metal out of liquid or something like this. No, no, just seems to be an alchemy jug full, full platinum. And as okay. you're all inspecting the alchemy jug at the foot of the shrine, you hear the jungle suddenly go a little quiet. As you kind of like look around, you're like, huh? You see a band of these little guys wearing these wooden masks start running across the camp from your boats towards you. Houdini, slay them all! Leave none alive! Again? Grok not healthy enough for this. Oh my god. Uh, I will heal Grok. I just healed myself and spend my last resources of spells. Grok suggests we get to the boats and just book it. They're coming from the boats towards you. Uh, They're in between okay. you and the boats. Okay, how many How many are there? There seem to be about four or five of them, and oh, as you're, is... like, gauging them up, they all start leaping on each other and getting oh. on each other's shoulders, and they stack Let's... themselves in a giant pillar. They look like a totem pole as they run towards you with weapons out. How much health are you healing me, by the way? Uh, I'm going to give you a level two cure wounds. Nice, in me, I don't. I don't have a spell, spell slot uh, left. <laughs> right. Ooh, it rolled real bad. What the fuck? Uh, no, it's second level, so it's two d eight. Yeah, it rolled it. It's it only, five. It only I, rolled, uh, one I rolled two ones. Oh. Oh my fucking sh- god! Sure Damn. Uh, oh, okay. Five. Yeah, because there's the higher level cast and then the normal. So it's a four and a one, so five total. Um, Grok rages at the side of these, and when they get within uh, a certain range, uh, about five feet away, Grok activates his Eldritch Claw tattoo, and that increases his range by five feet, so he's going to strike the bottom one, hoping to kind of topple the tower down. Hell yeah. And as Grok tries to cut the knees out of this goblin fighting tall guy's force... I guess we're going to leave it for this week. Ooh. Wow. 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 All right. Seems that I don't need my infusion from the alchemy jug again, so I can, I can take it and put it on something yeah. else. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. Thanks all for playing very much this week. Good night. Yeah. Did you expect us to get this? Oh, the alchemy jug? Yeah. So, the fourth room before the spiral staircase, the the one with the tiles. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's the third room. So, like the door, right? If you yeah. don't press the tiles in the correct order for the door, then you activate a thunder wave spell that knocks you back 10 feet. So, that'd smash you down into the fire room. And the key to this shrine is a magical shrine, and all these traps are magical as well. You have to 
be riding on each other's shoulders like man and crocodile to pass through all the traps unscathed, unactivated. So at that final door on the fourth level, you have to press the pattern. Wait, maybe I'm not reading that right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like the top, the top one would have been able to see the door. That's clever. But for exactly. me, it's also paying attention to the room is not worth, I guess. No, exactly. If you're standing on someone's shoulder, you're able to see the pattern in the door. So you can go through the pattern on the fire room right. and the door opens. But if you don't, the thunder wave knocks you back. Well, I guess that's a lot smarter than charging through all the traps. <laughs> it worked. Well, yeah. Yeah, so like this thunder wave spell or the glyph triggers and on a failed save you take damage and you're pushed 10 feet back from the door and you fall into 6C setting off the fire trap there yeah so that's just supposed to burn people down and since I know Orn you got it you picked up on the man on the crocodile riding man but like I kind of wanted to see you guys get through it so I was just like fuck it That, that trap's too hard it wasn't hard if, I, if you would just tell me there's a pattern on the fucking door when I had got an 18 on the persuasion, but okay. Look for it. Look for it. Make a perception check and you'll you'll see it. But yeah, no, thank you all I very did. much. That's what we're going to end this week. I checked the room. I checked the room. Did you check that room or did you check the tiled room? I checked the third room. This is the fourth room. Yeah, there's a... It- Had to rest in peace, the recipe. The rest of us praying at the sand, don't leave a tan. If you're up right now, hope you hear what I'm saying. Hope you hear what I'm saying. All my friends are wasted, and I hate.
Didn't come 